This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to mclanahanacademy.com. That's mclanahanacademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to mclanahanacademy.com, enroll today, and get a real history education. Brian McClanahan Show, episode 588. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mclanahanacademy.com. Always free to enroll. Get the free class, 10 Myths of American History, when you do enroll. And, of course, you get you can purchase my classes there, which keeps this podcast free of charge. I've got over 20, and you want them. If you use the coupon code PRESIDENTS, you get 25% off any class, any bundle, 25% off. So use that coupon code in honor of President's Day. We're wrapping up President's Day week here. So you want to do that. President's, great coupon code, great classes, Great discount, all right? Also, click on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Throw a few pennies my way. Keep these lights on. Keep the podcast going. I do appreciate that. Also, click on the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. It's a great way to advertise a show. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. Share it around on social media. Get people engaged. That's how we grow the audience and we get more people thinking about these things. We've had a Think Locally, Act Locally episode. Yesterday, we talked about Andrew Jackson and getting involved in local politics and how important that is. We talked about Ken Burns this week and documentary histories and, of course, being engaged that way, popular history. If you're going to do history, be a popular historian. I think that's the, the way forward. Also, we had a discussion of Ryan Walter's new book, Warren Harding, and how, again, history is political. So, as you get historians writing about presidents, their politics certainly play into that. And today, we're going to wrap up the week with a good piece by Paul Gottfried on some things that were going on in this, uh, this uh, Canadian trucker situation, in, uh, which, of course, has been all over the news. But symbols in that. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But before I do that, I want to, of course, also remind you that if you want me five times a week, you can go to abbevilleinstitute.org. That's A-B-B-E-V-I-L-L-E, institute.org. You can get that podcast. It comes out usually Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, sometime on the weekend when I can do it. And that's all things Southern. So you've got me five times a week if you want, because you've got this podcast four times and the Abbeville podcast one time. And so you can get me five times a week. But let's let's go into this piece by Paul Gottfried. It was published at uh, at Chronicles Magazine, which again I love it. Paul Gottfried, uh, Paul is just uh, he's almost always hitting the right things, right? And I think that Gottfried does a very good job of understanding where we are culturally and what the left is doing and how the right often falls for the left's tactics. And that's that's exactly what the piece 
is titled, The Right Falls Again for the Left's Salami Tactics. You see, you can't win if you're using the left's tactics. You can't win if you're using the left's talking points. And this is exactly what I've said the whole time about the stupid proposition nation. In fact, uh, I'm doing, right now, I'm working on a class from McClanahan Academy. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want it. It should be out in March. Okay? But I, I point out how the neoconservatives are really troubling when it comes to their interpretation of history. One is Victor Davis Hanson. I'm doing a presentation or a, a lecture, I should say, on William Sherman. Okay, so that doesn't really give you a hint of what I'm doing with this class. Maybe it does in a way, but it's William Sherman. And there are some quotes by Hanson on how he classifies the South and what was going on there. It is disgusting what this guy says. And he's a quote-unquote conservative, teaches at Hillsdale College. So when you use the left's talking points and you expect to win, you're fooling yourself. That's the, that's the very definition of insanity. But of course, this is exactly what the right will do oftentimes. And I think Gottfried gets to the heart of that in this little piece. So he says, The furor over contentious symbols is rising again, the latest case occurring in connection with Canadian truckers protesting vaccine mandates in Ottawa. The frightening hate symbols found among the truckers were described by, thus by Al Jazeera. Quote, The convoy was organized by known far-right figures. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network has reported in detail. Confederate flags and at least one swastika were spotted during the first weekend of protests, drawing widespread condemnation from politicians and other observers. So the, there's videos of this. Confederate flags there. We got to get rid of these Confederate flags. That's an American swastika. So Gottfried's going to get into that here. How stupid that position actually is. The swastika, yeah, fine, get rid of that. Don't, don't have the hammer and sickle either. Those, that's a bad... So get rid of the swastika, the hammer and sickle. Get rid of all... Get, hey, get rid of the Cuban flag. Get rid of the... Uh, the uh, quote-unquote Republic of Vietnam, the Chinese flag, all these communist and fascist dictatorships need to be absent from uh, any type of civil political society because we don't need that stuff. But the Confederate flag is by no means that. And I think that's where Gottfried gets into here, and he does. Gottfried says, not only did Justin Trudeau loudly deplore those symbols, but the House leader of the far-left New Democratic Party insisted that the Canadian Parliament pass a law prohibiting anyone from advertising or selling them. <laughs> pass a law. You can't advertise or sell a Confederate flag. Now, this is how far we've been degraded in modern society. For years, the Confederate flag was seen as just a symbol. It's called the Dixie flag, symbol of the South. It was a regional flag, something that people would rally around. Of course, you would see it in the Democrat Party uh, conventions. People would get out, they'd wave the Confederate flag, and everyone would rally around that, and they'd come to the, they'd get in, get in line and support the party. If you didn't, even if you didn't like, well, hey, there we go, we're playing Dixie, we're going to do this. You saw it in American military operations, even in the 1990s, even in the modern, you know, operations in the 21st century. You've seen it there. You've seen it in pop culture. You've seen it everywhere. But now, somehow, it's a, akin to the Nazi flag, the swastika. It's just stupid. So then Gottfried continues, This is plainly an attempt to engage in the salami tactics that the communists so successfully used after World War II to take power in Eastern Europe. Salami tactics are so called because they are an attempt to cause division within an opposing political party by finding and emphasizing wedge issues that its members disagree on effectively slicing the enemy up into segments that oppose each other instead of working together. 
Unfortunately, our media-approved conservatives are falling right into their trap again by taking the bait over the Confederate flag. Now, you could say that I've done this by attacking people like Michael Anton over using the proposition nation myth because that's dividing conservatism. It's not because you have to have you, you have to have the right principles, right? And if you're if you're basing conservatism on leftism, you're not really conservative, are you? Now, I agree with Anton on a lot of things. I agree with the the Straussians, the Claremont people on a lot of things when it comes to policy, but their principles that undergird that policy are faulty. Because they're basically uh, saying that they are Lincolnian nationalists, so 19th century leftists. That's what they're doing. So, But now that you've got the Confederate flag out there, now the Fox News people have to come out and say, oh, no, 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 you can't have that flag. Or how about the guy that's walking through the Capitol? Oh, my gosh, this is heinous. The guy walking through the Capitol with the Confederate flag. Oh, my gosh, it's like you just, I mean, that guy just assassinated Abraham Lincoln, right? I mean, this is what it is. It's just it's ridiculous. I mean, how many people used to walk around with these things on a regular basis in America? Carry them around. Have them in their offices. And I can guarantee you that there were Confederate flags in congressional offices in the U.S. Capitol for years. Guarantee it. And now the guy walks to the halls and, oh, my gosh, you see what's happening here? These are just a bunch of... This is, this is see, this is the left... Playing on this, they, they're going to say that these right-wingers now are all racist, white supremacists, even though that, that flag is, that doesn't mean that. But this is how the left has co-opted it. Take, and the neoconservatives have taken the bait on it, and they've agreed with them on this. So you've just created a whole situation where now they, they, they pull that out. Now, well, there you go. Or have people show up at rallies with that, well, we've got to get rid of that guy. He's got a Confederate flag on. This could be in the South, by the way. And he, I mean, come on. Fox News tried to counter the media fear over Confederate flags and swastikas by stressing that those symbols were only rarely cited among the truckers and that the overwhelming majority of these protesters were really nice people, salt-of-the-earth types, who presumably watch Fox News. Yet Fox commentators had no problem accepting the left's premise that the Confederate battle flag belonged in the same categories of fascist symbols as the swastika. That's the problem. Gottfried gets it right. Why are they even doing that? It's not the same. There's nothing, there's nothing the same about these things. It's not the same at all. In fact, people that proudly flew that flag fought the Nazis. How can it be the same? It doesn't make any sense. You've got people flying that flag in World War II as they're killing actual fascists. But uh, somehow that's a fascist symbol. Give me a break. Godfrey says, I had to shake my head and wonder why the conservative establishment decided to take this defensive, apologetic stance on the left's ridiculous argument that whatever it happened happens to be attacking is equal to Hitler and Nazi genocide. The Confederate flag, after all, hung above the South Carolina State House in Columbia until July 2015, when the Republican governor, Nikki Haley, removed it, apparently to appease the media. No one then really thought the symbol of the Southern heritage was as evil as a Nazi swastika. Well, I, can, I think he's misstating there. Yeah, there were people that did. A bunch of leftist loons. And this is a part and parcel because of American education. And this is what I talked about yesterday. Get on those school boards. Control those school boards. And your local governments. And your state governments. Get on those things because this is where it comes from. The idiots that are in our school systems that teach this stuff. They can believe it all they want, but they just... I mean, you, you, should, you should cater the curriculum to where it wouldn't have that.
No one then really thought the symbol of the Southern Heritage was as evil as the Nazi swastika, as I just said. The swastika is associated with a movement and government that caused the deaths of tens of millions of people and which overran and devastated an entire continent. Is a Confederate battle flag really as odious as that? <laughs> is it? I mean, did the, did the Confederate battle flag cause the deaths of tens of millions of people? And, and if you say, well, it caused the deaths of, of several hundred thousand Americans... Well, why? Because they attack them. If the North had not invaded the South, there would have been no war. If Lincoln had simply let South Carolina buy Fort Sumter and let Florida purchase Fort Pickens, there's no war. It doesn't happen. Right? I mean, the, the war doesn't happen at all. We just have seven states out of the Union. The rest of the Union stays... The union's not dissolved. The union stays. This is where the, I, I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, the idiotic position that somehow South Carolina believed the entire union was dissolved. They didn't believe that at all. That's why they're negotiating with the United States government, at least trying. So it didn't have to come to that. The North made it that. He says, I certainly meant, never met anyone who thought that it was, even among my far-left graduate school professors in the 1960s. True. Right when you've got a Murray Rothbard who's Jewish joining up with the Dixiecrats, and they welcome him in. Yeah, sure, come on in. It wasn't a. It's not a Nazi fascist, you know, anti anti Semitic, anti uh, black symbol at all. Now, certainly, some people have used it that way. I, I can't say that the, the the battle flag has not been used out of context of what it really is, but but for most people, it wasn't that. It was just yeah. I mean, that's symbol of the South. That's what it is. Yet the talking heads at Fox failed to use this invidious equation of the Confederate flag and the Nazi swastika to provide a teaching moment. They should have driven home the obvious fact that the two are not in any way equivalent symbols. Allowing them to appear so is an outrageous historical distortion. Amen. 100% accurate. True. One does not have to relish the Confederate cause as to distinguish it from the Third Reich. Indeed, one can lament the South's decision to secede, and one may surely disapprove of the practice of slavery. But it is madness or an act of political mischief to equate the Southern battle flag with the symbol of one of the most murderous movements in human history. Robert E. Lee and Jefferson Davis were hardly predecessors of Nazi leaders. 100% true. Right? So this is, this is another point that he makes I think is accurate. You don't have to agree with the South decision to secede. You can actually say it was a bad move. In fact, I would argue that it probably was a bad move in 1860. Uh, it... I mean, it was, it was disastrous. You can say it wasn't a good move, but once they did it, they had every right to do it, and therefore Lincoln should not have invaded. Okay, so this is the thing. And no one's going to argue slavery is a good institution. No one's going to do that. But just because you, you, you agree with self-determination and the South should have been allowed to secede and that you believe in that doesn't mean that you believe in slavery. This is, this is the left playing games. Well, if you, if you agree with the Confederacy and their search for independence, then you certainly believe in slavery. It's how stupid these people really are. They're really are, they're, they are uh, uh, just mentally backwards. After World War II, the communists gradually discredited all opposition on the right as tainted with fascist associations. They repeatedly characterized non-communists as fascists and as being somehow related to Hitler's Third Reich. 
They did it by slicing away at their margins of their opposition, turning a mainstream conservative establishment against its right flank. This resort to a fictitious guilt by association allowed the communists to discredit any resistance that stood in their way while assuming total control. Critics of the strategy use the German slang term browning to describe how the already dominant left invents, I'm sorry, invests everything that opposes it with the brown hue of the brown shirts of the Third Reich. So again, I think Gottfried is being accurate here. What is the what does the left do? Well, if you oppose us, you're a white supremacist. If you oppose us, you're a fascist. If you oppose us, if I mean anything, then anything that would be considered to be that is is by default fascist. Right? So this is what they do. They use slogans and platitudes and chants, half I mean complete lies, sometimes half truths, to say that to to create a situation where emotional reaction is involved. Right? No one wants to be a fascist. So if, if they're going to call me a fascist, I'm not going to do that. No one wants to be called a racist. So if they're going to call you racist, well, I'm not going to do that. This is exactly what they do, and they do it. It's a motivism. It's an emotional uh, rejection. And they're doing it, and they're successful in doing it. The totalitarian left, whether communist or woke, has never abandoned the privilege of deciding for the right what is fascist or pro-Nazi. Those who avail themselves of this privilege always conceal their ultimate end, which is total domination, achieved by smearing one's opposition with a Nazi brush. In the end, the retreating opposition surrenders everything out of fear of being identified with fascism or its updated version of systemic white racism. Exactly right. So I don't want to be called those names. This is where the left is actually ingenious. I mean, they are in that way. They're good at this. They're good at, at emotional arguments, creating emotional responses, creating an emotional environment. This is what Al- Alistair McIntyre, you know, motivism. It's emotivism. That's what it is, right? Everything is an emotional issue. There's no logic involved. Anyone logically would look at that and say, well, you know, uh, Southerners weren't fascists. They were Republicans with a lowercase r. They really believed in Republicanism. And if you if you look at their, this is what they're calling themselves. They're not calling themselves fascists. They're not calling, they're not, they're not some type of proto-fascist or um, paleo-fascist. They're not any of that. It's just stupid to think that. But rhetorically, it matters, and rhetorically, it gains, it gets you points, right? I mean, this is something that people have to understand. Rhetorically, this is devastating. And so they know if they show up, if, if they even plant people, we're going to put somebody under a Confederate flag. See, this is what, this is what they're, they're fighting against. So that guy was a plant. We got to get rid of him because it's some lefty going in there who's all covered up, masked up and everything. He has a Confederate flag on. He's a plant. Because uh, he's a lefty who's trying to say, well, these people are all just a bunch of racists. So in that way, you can understand where they want to get rid of some of these people. Because they know that the media is going to focus on that guy with the flag and say that their whole entire activities are racist. Well, where is the problem in all this? It's that people aren't actually doing what Gottfried is doing here, which is saying this is a stupid argument. It's an idiotic argument, and it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't even be entertained, Right? So if you show up with a Nazi flag or swastika, or you show up with uh, a hammer and sickle, yeah, you should be run out. An American Confederate battle flag, though? Come on. Not even the same. Not even close to being the same. And by agreeing that it could be the same, you're undermining, undermining all of American conservatism. So he concludes, here we come back to the American conservative establishment, which despite minor skirmishes, continues to retreat until it has become, as I've noted in Chronicles, the late coming left. 
The equation of the Confederate battle flag with the swastika clearly represents the woke left's attempts to Nazify something that it wishes to render unacceptable. And this move has met with no significant pushback. Except for people like Paul Gottfried and yours truly and others who would say this, you can't do that. But of course, what happens to us? Well, we're painted with all kinds of nasty terms and uh, you know we're just neo-Confederates or something stupid, lost causers or something else. Um, and it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But this is what the left does because they know it's going to have a tremendous rhetorical impact. It's going to have an impact beyond what they hoped. Well, what they hope is that the right will simply just become emasculated and, and uh, cower down and the left will just take control. It's all about power. Look, all of this, Gottfried is right about this. At the heart of all of the things that are going on in America, it's about power. For the left, it's always power. And they're going to use every trick in the book to get it. I think some people are waking up to this, but clearly not enough. Because if they were, Fox News would have said, well, wait a second here. That's not the same. Confederate flag's not the same as the Nazi swastika. And we shouldn't even be entertaining that. That's what they should say to these bunch of leftist buffoons who run this nonsense. They shouldn't entertain it. Do Fox News conservatives find it inappropriate to make a needed distinction between a longtime American historical symbol and a symbol of genocidal or genocidal crimes? Excuse me. Have they become so craven that even here they give ground to the left? Such gutlessness has no place in what claims to be the right. These questions needed to be addressed. Otherwise, the salami tactics will go on until an already weakened opposition no longer looks even remotely credible. One hundred percent true. So anytime you have, I mean, look, writing a chapter, taking down, trying to take down John C. Calhoun, which, by the way, conservatives for years considered to be one of their own, but trying to take down Calhoun, you're just giving into the left just a little bit. You've given into it. Well, we'll give you the Confederate flag. We'll give you Confederate monuments. But then, oh, oh, wait a second here. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We shouldn't have had. We shouldn't have said they should take those down, even though we don't like them. Well, they got to stay. But let's. Let's think about contextualizing them, or let's really get the history right, but uh, they should stay, but see, it's always the soft. It's always the spineless, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we, we believe in equality, just you went too far with that. Well, Gottfried has pointed out, well, how far do you go? When, who gets to say when it stops? It's ridiculous. Either, either don't, you say no, shut up, or you just go along with it. And what really should happen here with the, I mean, that should have said no, shut up. Well, that flag is like, no, no, shut up. The flag is like the Nazi, no, shut up. No, shut up. It's not, it's not. Be quiet, shut up. You're not right. Just no, shut up. And of course, then you can have the little crybabies. Oh, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to. But regardless, uh, this is where Gottfried is so good when he does stuff like this. I mean, the man uh, has his, his knowledge of European politics is amazing. And I think that's one thing that, of course, we benefit by reading Paul Gottfried. His work with European politics is second to none, really. And so uh, when he looks at what's going on in the United States or in Canada, and he says, hey, wait a second here. That Confederate flag is not the Nazi swastika. I've studied this stuff. It's not even close. That is good. Right? It's not just somebody saying it's not close and I've just kind of cursed it. This man knows. He understands fascism better than most people on the left and the right. He knows what it is. And if he says the Confederate flag, Southern, Southern Confederacy was not fascist, it's not fascist. The, the Southern Confederacy wasn't anywhere near fascist. It's not fascist. you got to trust somebody that studied it as much as he has and as thoroughly as he has. So 
Um, I, I really like this piece, and I think it was a good piece to end the week with. So, that said, remember, catch me at the Abbeville Institute. But I hope you enjoyed this week at the Brian McClanahan Show. Until next week, see you then.